1: flame, the hottest podcast on the internet. Hi. Eddie Rabbit. Driving my life away. Yeah, you know, I was scrambling around trying to figure out uh, what to play today, you know. Because I like
2: to I like to have something that's a little theme oriented. So we've been on the rabbit thing this week. So I thought, why not Eddie Rabbit? I couldn't think of any other good rabbit songs. I couldn't pull another white rabbit out of my hat like yesterday. I mean, I mean, where do you go from white rabbit? You go to Eddie rabbit and then you go to uh Roger rabbit and Jessica rabbit who are behind me right now on the uh, green screen. Eddie rabbit kind of gets into a little bit of a rap thing there. Doesn't he? Da,だ,だ, da,だ,だ,
1: right? I got to keep rolling. It's a little bit of a rap thing. They should name him uh, Eddie Rapid. That could have been an interesting kind of rap crossover.
2: I don't think so. Although country, country music has a begun to explore uh, hip-hop now country rap
1: didn't uh, uh what's his name kib Rock kind of start that little kind of country rap thing i think so wife beater rap <laughs> anyway
2: how is everybody good morning welcome to another edition 15 minutes of flame which actually lasts an hour and a half If you want to catch a, uh, if you're listening to this on on the the podcast side, you want to catch my 20-minute astrology show over on YouTube, Astro Weather. that's closer to 15 minutes. That's actually a 20-minute show. Not quite 15. But nutrient-dense, packed, 20 minutes. And uh, we finished that at uh, 8.20 today, and... You have to flip it around and get ready for you folks. So how is everybody? Welcome. Uh we're, we're going to get into chattaria and do a, our our morning meet and greet in there. But today's show
1: was actually um spurred by our sponsor of the show,
2: It's not often that uh, everything kind of converges in a way where I can talk about true ham science and also talk about the theme of today's show. How about that? So I was on the phone last night with Chris, and we were talking a little bit of business stuff. And then the conversation morphs into
1: uh, reality. Right, like, what is reality? How 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 are these events, these uh gematria events, aligned? And and
2: I think I was having, uh, well, in fact, I know I was because I had uh, had a conversation with John Levi
1: earlier in the night, and John and I were talking about this, and we were talking about how all these crazy um, syncs and
2: correspondences line up. And number one, how is it orchestrated and who is orchestrating it and why? And then I had a conversation with Chris later and it spontaneously came up in the same way. So that's really what we're going to talk about for the most part today. Uh, We'll touch on some other news-related things. But if you were here right now, you would see the ASMR rainforest that is the landing page, the homepage of True Hemp Science. Oh, look who's here. You were great this morning. You were great. Everybody loved your addition to the show. Always. It's Jasper, the astro cat. Uh, So, yeah, I was talking about Uh, Chris and and kind of our conversation and and of course I picked up the phone to talk to him about true hemp science and um, you know the efficacy of the product I you know had a few testimonials come through and just you know super thumbs up so we're talking about that and some other things and you know I can't speak highly enough about you know what he is doing here and it's also interesting i'm not sure how much i could reveal but we talked about the numbering sequence a little bit with uh some of the tinctures so if you look at i'll give you a visual here your chris numbers his tinctures number 17 g41 33 19 delphi 11 81 full spectrum and We talked a little bit about he, although he didn't really divulge too much, but he's actually um, dabbling in some of the numbers and trying to find some correspondence with the number
1: and the potential of the CBD oil. I'm like, well, that's kind of interesting. And he's, it, it's sort of a,
2: it's sort of a random generator process too. And I didn't really know that about the numbering system. You know, he doesn't name like, um, you know, 33, the full spectrum CBD oil raw, which is the, the the heavy hitter, the 33. Well, that's kind of obvious, right? Cause 33, we're going to talk about 33 today. Um, but some of the other numbers, it's like, well, where's that coming from? And, and even, even to some extent, Chris doesn't even really know, right? And that kind of gets into who's running the show. But it works. You know, it definitely works. And, and not only does the product work, but even like when I, you know, have a tincture of 19, right? For me, 19 relates to uh, Hey 19, Steely Dan, but it also reminds me of the Paul, Paul Hartcastle song. 19, right? So numbers trigger things uh, in our memory, in our consciousness and you know, they're they're interesting kinds of mnemonic devices and 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 Chris is working, I think, with the number in his mind corresponding to uh, what's going on inside that bottle. So just a little interesting side story about the whole the whole numbering thing. Instead of calling it 19, they're calling 19 uh, morning bliss, right? It, it has a different frequency. And that's part of the numbering process too. The numbers have frequencies. So anyway, a little side story. Uh, if you're interested in some of the CBD oil or some of the other products like salves, topicals, the gummies, of course I had my gummy last night uh great stuff great stuff go to true m science forward slash ref forward slash 23 uh type in 15 five m n m i n s when you check out you'll get a free product and chris is pretty generous with that spend 150 or more and you get free shipping free 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 all right let's check in with y'all before we uh dive in What do you think about Eddie Rabbit?
1: Eddie Rabbit. What do you think of Eddie Rabbit? He probably wants me to play some cat songs. Maybe I'll play Cat Stevens for you tomorrow. Would you like that?
2: Tomorrow's a Friday forecast. We got the Krimis on the Friday forecast. Going to be diving into Gnosticism on Friday. That will be good. Steve has a lot of... Knowledge to share, DJMC. What's going on, Michael Kelly B? Look at that, nine oh nine a.m. I think she was over on YouTube. Morning, Kelly B. There's my man TJ. What's going on, Thomas Jordan? The beautiful one, Wendy says. Shadow, I know who that is. Benito, Benito. What's going on, brother Benito? Brother B, good to see you. Gonna be hanging out with you this weekend. Eating some lasagna. Waking up early for a change. (laughs) You know, there was a comment. uh, You know, I had this thought this morning when I looked outside and I said to myself, fuck, this feels like springtime. It was like a weird um, just notice. And one of the comments in the chat on YouTube was somebody who said it feels like springtime in Pennsylvania today. I'm like, that's really interesting. Like, I just kind of noticed like, this doesn't feel like winter. And here we are, we're, we're in January and you know, we'll have a retrograde. We'll probably have another cold snap before uh, we actually move into official spring. But today feels like spring. And somebody in in, uh, Pennsylvania had the same notice. And I used to notice the seasons changing earlier. It's like, what, why? Why is it feeling like spring in the beginning of March? And we're not supposed to be having these spring-like, or even at the end of February. We're not supposed to be having these spring-like conditions until later. I noticed that sooner and sooner. Ryan is taking a sabbatical.
1: Uh, Ryan, Ryan is in the workshop about a bunch of materials and um, he's decided that he wants to be
2: productive and i understand i completely understand that because if you start listening to this and you're in the east coast you start at 10 11 a.m by the time we're done it's going to be uh what uh 11 40 you're almost you're almost on lunch break so it it you know, if you're putting your day on hold to listen to this on the East Coast, you're getting a bit of a late start. I understand it. So, Ryan has dedicated himself, and I support this 100% to uh, being productive and plying his craft and trade, which he's very good at, by the way. He's an excellent woodworker. Sea uh, Pines, checking in from Snowpocalypse. This is this not spring somewhere? Sea Pines land. Cancer Moon, one day before fall. I'll be doing it after the show. Let's see who else. Huckabuck, 411. What's going on, Huck? Cremo.
1: Let's see. (laughs) I love you, Christine.
2: Hey, TJ, no small irony yesterday. Even after uh, claiming to take
1: astro advice and button my lip, I stepped in a big pile of what the fuck. It happens. It happens. Let's see. Who else do we have? Queen Lisa's here. What's going
2: on, Queen Lisa? Look at that. DJMC, great song. Loving. We got some Eddie Rabbit love. What's going on, Bo? Good to see you. Here's my man Steve, Mr. Thor, at the door. What's going on, brother? Leo Rising, 33. Good morning from Chile, Colorado. Good morning back at you. Uh, Joe Camel, whatever happened to Eddie Rabbit? It's funny. That's uh, funny. Yeah, and You've got the Roger Rabbit backdrop today. Uh, let's see, Mark M., my astrological brother from another mother. Does it feel like springtime? You're part of the world, Mr. Mark. Question mark.
1: Let's see, who else do we have? Sony, the classy one is here. Hi, Sony. Good to see you. Happy birthday week. Happy birthday week to Tom as well. Let's see, who else do we have? Uh, Did you see the clip of Dr. Malone declaring all shots should stop? I don't know. Robert Malone. I don't know. I mean, I would feel
2: a lot better about Robert Malone if he acknowledged his role as one of the creators of mRNA and uh, the Zika virus and all this other bullshit that he never seems to acknowledge. Robert Malone is like the uh, Saul Paul of the, of the truth movement, right? Of the vaccine truth movement. Like he saw the light on the road to Damascus, but he never acknowledges all the other shit that happened. He made a ton of money too. I mean, let's face it. Robert Malone was very well compensated for his research and his work. I just, I just like a little bit of admission. And the other thing too is is he kind of stole the mass formation the psychosis thing. Who, who, who was it? It was the, uh, the the French psychologist or Swiss psychologist who actually wrote the book. And Malone is the guy that hijacks it. I don't. I don't really trust Robert Malone. He feels like the the Lin Wood of the vaccine movement in some ways. In fact, I might like Lin Wood a little bit more. What's
1: going on, JJ?
2: Good to see you. There's Chris and Steve. Morning, Crimmies. We'll see you tomorrow. Round two of Moon, Dust, and Gummies arrived yesterday. Very effective. Absolutely. Double B, Beth Berry, checking in. Good morning, Beth. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Clown Word, Mental Clown.
1: Absolutely. My word is being deleted. Sucks. I have nothing to do with that. That's the wonderful AI employed by BoxCast. Uh, big cat ladies here. Julie Sunshine triple three. I'm not censoring anybody. I'm
2: not censor. Uh, you know, I think. Look for all the benefits I get from Boxcast,
1: which are a lot. It's really the service is really stable. We get our own
2: chat. Look. I talk about some things that would would have got me kicked off of YouTube a long time ago.
1: And And here, that's not the case. So if we have to put up with a weird little AI in the chat,
2: as it sort of lines up with all this other stuff, I know it, it can be a bit challenging. But think of the benefit, the, the, the overall benefit here uh let's see
1: lots of love going in ryan's direction gnosticism sounds good we're going to get into it we're going to we're going to get into because the, the whole thing we were talking
2: about and this all started to to uh surface when the Crimmies and i were, were converging on james Lindsay simultaneously but without really planning it out right. It was it was one of the it was one of those, uh, you know, kind of strange attraction moments where two particles are
1: kind of operating independently and doing the same thing at the same time, but not being engaged with one another.
2: And one of the things about James Lindsay, which is really great, is that there's nobody on the planet right now who can take extremely complex historical narratives uh, from people like Marx and Engels and Hegel and Antonio Gramsci and Paulo Freire and social, emotional learning, the playbook for the woke, the blueprint. Uh, And and Lindsay can just take these huge subjects. Sometimes they'll take about three hours and, he'll have maybe three or four shows dedicated like he did with Paolo frieri but he takes these large you know tranches of information in you know these connected dots and networks and he funnels them down into uh, really salient ideas and he really distills like these large kind of arcs of history and 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 these programs that are injured. He's brilliant. So like James Lindsay is brilliant when it comes to that. And then what Lindsay has done is he's essentially fingered uh, Marx and Hegel as Gnostics. And that the whole idea behind Marxism is really literally the correction of the Sophiaic error, right? I mean, there's a lot more to it than that, but Lindsay always comes back to Gnosticism and basically says that it's a a system that promotes communism, socialism, new age, uh, you know, all the things that we may or may not be directly or indirectly influenced by without even knowing it, the constant call of revolution change the, the the radical reset of the relationship of the self to the the collective right so he calls out james lindsay calls out gnostics like William Blake was a Gnostic and he just he just lumps it all into one bucket and Gnosticism bad on the other side he'll label Christianity bad and James Lindsay's an atheist, so he's he's not going into either camp anyway. So we, the Krimis and I, have talked about this, and Steve wants to come on, and Steve knows a lot about Gnosticism, so Steve wants to come on, and of course Chris will be there too,
1: and talk about, you know, essentially how James Lindsay is missing certain
2: key elements around gnosticism. It's like he's stripping away certain things. And he Lindsay makes a very good case that there is a gnostic pulse behind the you know the cultural march of the revolution, you know the the cultural march to the, to the revolution. Right? He makes a compelling case, and there is some, but he strips away some of these other elements. So Steve uh, and Chris are going to come on the show on Friday and try to set the record straight on that. Looking forward to that. Uh, Let's see, Timothy Hartful. That was me in spring. There you go. And now I recognize. Thanks,
1: Timothy, for keeping the record straight. Uh, Steve, plants sprouting in Florida. Look at that. I had the same thought, Timothy, this morning. It was, that was interesting. Uh, Tom,
2: who lives in Massachusetts, it was 60 here yesterday. The snow is gone. No one knows you, no one you know. The seasons are messed up, but this is welcome after the previous week's deep freeze.
1: If I'm gonna have a deep freeze, I want some fucking snow. Like having a deep freeze without snow is just, it's a ripoff in a lot of ways you know what i'm saying it's a ripoff if you have a deep freeze bring some snow on uh good for ryan living the quote from marie
2: louise von france yes he is 20 degrees in the rockies not spring there yet scrubbies is here what's going on Tamara? SJD, I just woke up, experienced heavy duty dream about
1: Leo King. Oh. Care to share? Oh, uh, let's see. JJ, what's happening, JJ? JJ. Kelly B, my plants are confused here in East Tennessee. They're trying to sprout. Yeah, right? Like, we've got this weird early spring thing going on. N-O-Y-K.
2: N-O-Y-K. I got a job interview next week on Wednesday, the day of Mercury and the hour of Mercury. Hoping retrograde condition won't change things up. Any astro magic suggestions in Chartaria to mitigate? I'll let
1: Chartaria handle that. Uh, Coyote Lyle Coyote. What's going on, brother? Good to see you here. Censoring anybody? Yeah, I mean they over. I think Lynn they over. Uh, they overcorrect. And I in in some ways I kind of appreciate that because you know if they came.
2: You know, poking around boxcast and these chats and there is like heavily explicit language i mean they could be shut down right they could be shut down so i think they're uh, maybe uh, being a bit overprotective and erring on the side of caution but it allows them to continue to uh the other thing with boxcast i don't know if you guys have gone through their channel they have a channel on on uh, roku And when you look at most of the clientele for BoxCast, there are a lot of churches that use BoxCast because they stream stream their services. They stream their services live to to people that are not in the church. And I think a lot of churches really jumped on board BoxCast during COVID. And I don't think it has anything really to do with the censoring of the chat. It's just, it's a big part of their demographic and, and client base. Uh, Catherine Kramer's
1: here, Double K. What's going on, Catherine? Let's see who else we have. Equa. equacentric. SP Dimples checking in from jolly old England. I've got a buddy who works for uh, social services in England.
2: (laughs) He's got probably one of the hardest and weirdest jobs like he has to process these quote-unquote migrants and he knows like everything he knows what's going on right he knows what's happening and now uh england has admitted to the replacement society they've admitted it and they're calling it a replenishing
1: but you just love how they massage words. It's the replenishment. Oh, we're going to replenish the, the, the drop in birth rate. It's the great replenishment. But it comes with a price, huge price. He sent me this,
2: uh, this link to this news story out of Ireland. Ireland is being flooded absolutely flooded uh with migrants and there's this irish dude who's like you know an activist and representing the migrants and they're all staying in hotels and he's making demands on the irish government to provide a halal diet you don't know what a halal diet is uh It's when the animal, when they are 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 slaughtered for their meat, they're bled out. So all the blood is drained out of the animal. And then they're slaughtered, and then the meat is processed. That is the basis of a halal diet. So they're
1: demanding, yeah, we want a halal diet. The audacity, right? The audacity, the it'd be like going to Kabul and demanding that you get uh, bangers and mash. Damn it, we want bangers and mash. And and we want some fried tomato to go along with that. Some grilled tomato. And if we don't get it, we're going to the UN. Ladies and gentlemen, that's called uh, not dealing with assimilation. Demanding that the customs and the diet of the culture that you're from be provided to you in the new culture that you've been dropped into. And of course, you have this,
2: you know, essentially culture trader in ireland demanding that this happen i anyway
1: <sighs>
2: well let's get into today's show let's talk about some stuff all right
1: so i, I this is an intro I, I have the photo here of um what's this I, it's not saran Neil, but um number 33 So we have number 33. And you have all these guys on one knee, right?
2: And this is kind of an interesting juxtaposition to the whole Kaepernick thing.
1: If you guys remember Colin Kaepernick, (laughs) I had such hope and promise for for Colin Kaepernick. You know, he, he was
2: this very enthusiastic and, and uh, he was basically a good kid and he was adopted. He was raised in Turlock, California. Uh, His parents were in the cheese business. Uh, They've got a a dairy farm and they made cheese and Turlock. And I guess they had a connection with somebody in Wisconsin and they found out that this baby was being put up for adoption. It was the cheese connection, the dairy connection. And it was Colin Kaepernick. And so they adopted him. Colin's mother, uh, I think her name is, her last name is Russo. I think her first name is Mary. I could be wrong, but her last name is Russo, Red. And she put him up for adoption. The Kaepernicks adopted him. So his name really should be Colin Russo or Colin the Red, (laughs) which kind of makes sense now. Because of his uh, socialist, communist, woke activities, right? I mean, Colin Kaepernick literally became a red. And he, he played for the 49ers, a team whose color was red. And what's really interesting is that the offensive coordinator
1: of the 49ers was Greg Roman, his mother's Italian Russo red right uh, red also being connected to one of the colors of Rome
2: so this is this is where the 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 mysticism
1: begins to drip into our conversation a bit and, uh, and then he takes the last name of Kaepernick and for about two years he was man He was a force, right?
2: He's got a Sun-Pluto conjunction in Scorpio. And then he just does this radical, Scorpionic about-face. It's like, yep, this part of my life is over, and now this is a new life. He got hurt,
1: came back from the injuries. He was, um, he had his second coach in,
2: actually his third coach in three seasons, Chip Kelly. But Colin was not fully healed, and he wasn't fully engaged with the process. Everybody thought he would be a great quarterback in Chip Kelly's system, which is kind of based on read options and things like that. But during training camp, this guy Blaine Gabbert beat him out. So Colin Kaepernick was pouting. That's how the whole kneeling thing started. He was pouting
1: on on the sidelines because he wasn't. The starting quarterback. So when the national anthem was sounded, Kaepernick was sitting on the bench. And like,
2: well, this is a really big deal, right? Why is he doing this? So he had to
1: come up with a reason. Well, I'm doing it out of protest. I'm I'm protesting police brutality. And then um this guy who was a Navy SEAL
2: said to him, Hey, you know, I really respect your right to protest, but maybe you could show some respect, right? It's the national anthem, and there's military associated with it. And people have relatives, sons, daughters, fathers, soldiers. Thank you for your service, right? I think it was Nate Boyer.
1: And he said, uh, "Why don't you take a knee? That's respectful. You know, you're you're
2: voicing your protest, but you're doing it in a respectful way." So he started taking a knee. That's how it all started. He was just sitting on the bench because he was he was pissy because he wasn't starting, and then it turned into this political movement, which is really weird. So now we have these guys who are kneeling, but they're not kneeling for police brutality or they're not kneeling for uh, george floyd or Riona taylor they're kneeling in prayer because their teammate has fallen right so we've done this 180 it's like we're in a we're in a different part of the
1: universe now with the whole kneeling thing but then you have number 33 who is not kneeling and yet
2: his last name is neil Okay, like, what the fuck is going on here? Then you have all these other correspondences. You have uh, the guy that DeMar Hamlin is tackling. It's T. Higgins, and T. Higgins is number 85. And the last guy that died in an NFL
1: game was Chuck Hughes, who played wide receiver, Whose number was also 85. And DeMar Hamlin fell uh, in Cincinnati at the Bengals Stadium. Chuck Hughes
2: was a Detroit Lion. So we have the Bengal Tiger, the Detroit Lion, the Cincinnati Bengal Tiger the Detroit Lion, there's all these weird correspondences. Apparently he collapsed with 9-11 left in the game. 23 minutes had been actually 9-11. No, 9-11 left in uh, the second quarter, if I'm not mistaken. or Maybe it was the first one. There was 9-11 left and they were 23 minutes uh, into the game. I guess that would include things like commercials and shit like that, right? So 23 minutes into the game, the game stops at 9-11. It happens on the second day. He's number three. So you get the 23. And then you get Neil, who's not kneeling. And then you get Hamlin, who is three. So you get three, 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 And there's there's all this other gematria that's associated with this thing. And then when you line it up, it gets crazy, right? It gets totally crazy. So how does this happen? And this was kind of a conversation that I was having first with John and then after that with Chris. How does this all happen? Like, does number 33 kneel, who's not kneeling? Um, And you would expect that of, of a Freemason, right? A Freemason would not probably kneel.
1: Because Freemasonry is ultimately antithetical to the orthodoxy of the church.
2: They're they're in competition with one another. They have very different
1: orientations and cosmic worldviews. So in that regard, it's like, wow, 33, right? Theoretically the highest rank
2: in freemasonry but there are degrees beyond 33 but that's the one that everybody talks about you know and then you have the 33rd degree parallel in the u.s where all that all the weird shit happens right around that right you know like jfk getting assassinated 33 degree parallel his brother getting assassinated 33 degree parallel mlk 33rd degree parallel so 33 begins to have this pretty major significance
1: so the question is, um, is Neil Mason right? Is he one of these
2: brotherhood of the Boule? And, and is you know, is he like realizing, wow, this is, this is my my boule moment. Are they all in
1: on it? Right? Are they all in on it? How, how does it all happen? And, and it has the, the feeling of a ritual, right? Because of all these things
2: that are connected with it, and even Buffalo being involved, and there's a lot of high strange with Buffalo. I and mean, we talked about the the Buffalo World's Fair, and uh, who was it McKinley who was shot at the Buffalo World's Fair? We did a whole thing on Buffalo, Buffalo Bill, all these things that were going on with Buffalo. You the Buffalo Shaman. Uh, In January 6th, like, so the Buffalo piece with Uranus and Taurus, which is the bull, it's a little
1: bit different than the Buffalo, but they're related. Um, So, yeah, there's all that, right? All that. And even the whole January 6th thing, you know, that was the year of the ox,
2: which is related to the Buffalo. And you had the Buffalo shaman showing
1: up in the White House. Not the White House, but, you know, the Senate. And uh, it's the year of the ox.
2: So there's all these weird correspondences. So the question is, who's managing this stuff? Is this all being plotted out by these
1: grand architects and, and, and what is the point behind it all? The choreography that would be needed in order to put all these pieces together would be drastic. And, and you, you'd have to have all these actors in place and I think even at the time when uh, Hamlin got hit,
2: Neil was in the vicinity. So you could see three and thirty-three on some screens. By the way, there's another photo I found of the prayer circle. And it was the first photo
1: that I ran into today because I was I was listening, I was looking for it, and I think. And this is, this is, I don't know, maybe this has been flipped. But in this photo, and this is really strange. So I'm going to put this up here. So in this photo, and remember that the, the orientation of the
2: photo is from behind
1: the prayer circle shooting into the crowd. So in this photo, Neil number thirty three is not kneeling. I mean he's he's gone. He's gone. He's not there. Okay, but there is another guy who
2: is not kneeling, and I don't know if that is thirty three or Neil.
1: Let me show you the other photo, the one that I have for the uh, thumbnail today. And let me just, I just want to orient here. Let me go in here. Give me one sec. I'm trying to match up some of these people in the stands. Trying to see the numbers match in the stands. Okay, so this is a different set of numbers. And they're, it, so they're actually getting the perspective from the other side. Let me see this. Hold on. Yeah. So they're getting the perspective from the other side. So that, that is, that is Neil. It's just, he's, we're,
2: we're not seeing his number,
1: right? Now I'm not saying that this is a Mandela effect, but when I went to go look for uh, the prayer circle, this is the photo that, that I got the most results on. So it's coming from somebody on the other side. Interesting. What are the numbers here? We got one. We got a 33 in the stands. See that?
2: So from the other angle, even though we can't see Neil's 33, we got a 33 in the stands. Somebody wearing a Bengals 33 jersey. One thirty-three. We have nine one. Uh what is that? Thirty-three. I don't know what this one is.
1: Twenty-seven. Some seventeens. Those are Bills fans. Too bad we don't have like so we have two nines. All right, so we have nine one. I think I think that might be an eight. That might be Boomer size or Joe Burr. I don't know whose number that is. Uh, so we have nine, one, eight, nine, one, three, 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 27, 17, two 17s, and
2: then nine. There's a lot of nines here in this photo. But you definitely get a 33. It's just not from Neil, who's not kneeling. Anyway, um,
1: so the question is, how is this shit orchestrated? And who's doing it and why? Did Neil have like, did they do a run through? of this the day before did all the teams get
2: together said well this is going to happen this is going to happen at this moment you're going to hit him right and you're 85 and this goes back to chuck hughes who was 80 you know 13 you know the number of number of death theoretically Like, do they do they
1: have a little kind of bob fossey choreography moment and they're all in on it and they're all playing their parts I said, like, yeah, this is where we get the prayer circle together. And kneel, you're not supposed to kneel. You're supposed to stand up. Just remember that. I don't, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case.
2: Sometimes it's the case. Like when you look at 9 11 clearly, uh, in my opinion, some malice aforethought.
1: Lots of malice aforethought of had gone into that day. It wasn't like the hijackers woke up and said, Yeah, you feel like hijacking a plane today? Sure, okay, let's go." Oh, and don't forget
2: to bring your Quran and leave it in the car at the airport. Um, I don't
1: think. I don't think that happened like that. So they will have these events that, you know, break, like 311 events
2: or uh, 911 events or 411 events or 711 events. They seem to have events staggered around these days or events around 420. And there's numerous 420 events. So there are certain days
1: where the energy is kind of rife for the symbolism. so we were at one, two, it was the second day of the first of the new year calendar wise. And I haven't gone back and looked at, you know,
2: historically what's happened on one, two, but it's not like it's one of those days that, um, Oh, one, two, we got one, two coming up. One, one you, know, you know what happens on one, two. 420, everybody's
1: like, Hey, you know, Seasonal Moloch, but one, two, isn't something that just jumps out. So the consensus last night was that this is something that's AI driven, right? Like there's something going on that can't be really orchestrated. Now, you can factor in, like, whatever
2: was going on with Damar Hamlin. And the other weird thing, too, right, is that there is this other guy who, and I talked about this yesterday, defensive lineman, former defensive lineman for the
1: Jacksonville Jaguars. Think about that for a second. You had a former Jaguar.
2: You had T. Higgins, a Bengal, and then you had Chuck Hughes, who played for the Lions. So now you've got you have the only thing you're missing is a Panther, which is the other uh, big cat in the NFL. And I think maybe I think that lineman might have even played for the Panthers. He might play for the Jaguars and the Panthers. In which case, you've you've got your you've got your zoo intact, right? So, but that guy
1: dies. He dies on the same day that uh, Damar Hamlin has to be resuscitated. Now, how, how do you script that out?
2: You know, we have this Mars and Gemini. And so astrology kind of falls into this too. It's like, well, there's an astrological correspondence. You have the two football players. It's not the first time
1: that's happened. In the summer, uh, I believe it was... There were two offensive linemen who played for the New York Jets. I think it was Marvin Powell
2: and I believe Dennis Byrd. And I think they both died on the same day
1: from unusual causes. That happened last year. I talked about it. So these
2: things sometimes twin up and happen in pairs. And I, Talked about it yesterday where everybody's talking about DeMar Hamlin, but nobody's talking about this guy from the Jaguars. He was retired, but nobody was talking about him. And this was a guy who
1: was, you know, a heavy, heavy, heavy uh, critic of anti-vaxxers. He wanted him rounded up. What happens to him? It's just all. It's all really weird. So if there, if this is
2: being l- literally programmed in some ways
1: by the AI, whatever, 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 because
2: I think there's something that's slipped in to this realm, and you can call it the Mandela Effect or you know, the, the the shifting of the timelines something has slipped in and it feels like that that something is beginning to orchestrate things in a certain way you know there was that movie uh knowing with Nicolas cage where he's doing all these calculations and doing all this shit and he's able to predict events right it's a very powerful
1: movie it was done by uh the guy who directed dark city and the message of that movie was the world is coming to an end and
2: uh, we're taking your kids because they're the seed. They're the promise. They're the future. They're untainted. You're tainted. We're not
1: going to take you. You're contaminated. Um, your kids are not, tainted or, they're 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 not contaminated but this is what all these things are leading
2: up to in the movie knowing they're all leading up to this
1: cataclysmic conclusion of the planet and these extraterrestrial beings are essentially playing noah and they're arcing up the children So, what's going on here, right? Like, what
2: kind of energies or what kind of temporal shifts happen during an event like this? And I know that, you know, there's, well, they wanna, they wanna, they wanna, you know, declaw football. There's another cat metaphor, by the way. They wanna declaw football. They wanna get rid of football. Because if you get rid of football, you get rid of part, a big part of the American identity. So there's an argument to be made on that level. But then, you know, what's beyond that? Because there's something beyond that. There's something beyond,
1: you know, the mere politicization of that moment, right? So that everything is kind of one thing. Everything is soccer. Everything is soccer. The world sport, or basketball, which is another world sport. But not football.
2: Football's not really a world sport. They play in London every now and then, like, maybe three or four times a season. Jaguars play there, by the way. They have at least two games on their schedule where they play in London. How would you feel? Like, that's your home team, and for two, two games out of the year, they're going to London. Oh, thanks. I'm paying, paying full price for these
1: season tickets. When you'll honor my season ticket in London. Okay. Good on that. By the way, I like Jacksonville. Good food in Jacksonville. Um, so yeah, there's
2: something you know in in when you when you read something right, like when you read a piece of literature, if it's really good, there are at least four to five levels of interpretation in literature. So when we have these events, why would it be any different? Why why would we not have four or five levels of interpretation for an event, one being a political level, a social level, you know, um, an emotional level, because a very emotional event, socially, everybody's connected in, political, people willing to exploit that moment for whatever
1: political um, leverage they can get out of it. But then what about the deeper levels of that? They're there, right? They're there. And, you know,
2: how do they connect up with, you know, these ongoing,
1: let's just call them rituals. How do they connect up and what is the purpose? Well, if you have, And
2: this is aside from the three and the 33 and, you know, all these other things,
1: right? If you have a moment like that, and you've got, and I talked about this the other day, millions of people praying.
2: Who brought this up? It was, was it, was it TJ Moe on, who are they praying
1: to? Who are they praying to? And you're getting millions and millions. And I'm not saying it's necessarily
2: a bad thing, right? I I think that in that moment where Christianity has been dogged, and they've taken the lens away from the after the game moment where where players will sit down and kneel together in a prayer circle, they abandoned that. And so there it is. They they had literally had to bring it back. They could not turn away from it. Tim Tebow. A lot of people think that Tim Tebow was a horrible quarterback. They blackballed Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow's game wasn't the prettiest game. Tim Tebow won. Tim Tebow was the epitome of being a miracle worker on the field. He was the epitome of it. And the, the NFL is like,
1: well, we'll turn you into a tight end. You know, it's really interesting. I just, I'm just having this uh I'm having this
2: flashback in my head now, and I never really connected the dot with this. We're going to get off the freeway for a second, but it's related. This is related, okay? So it's a little anecdotal. And some of you have heard the story before, but if you haven't heard I'll tell you, man. So my son and I were in New York. It was his first time in New York.
1: I don't think he's been back there since. So we went to New York, and I wanted to show him. He was probably around 12, I think. 11 or 12, I think it was around 12. Um, so, you know, he's cognizant, he's aware, he's he's not a little kid, right?
2: So we took the train from uh, New Jersey, where we were staying, into uh, Manhattan. And we were going to go to the Museum of, of History and Natural Sciences. And we'd gone to a sporting goods store, I think the day before or a couple of days before. Uh, it was, um, I forget the name of the store, Models. And we went over to the, uh, the clearance rack. And Tim Tebow had a brief stint as a New York
1: Jet. He wasn't a Jet anymore. And his, his jersey was like three quarters off, right?
2: And it's, you know, it's one of these legit, really nice football jerseys. My kid looks good in green. So I thought, okay, I'll get you this. Right? So we went into uh, New York, We got off the train, we got the subway and he's wearing a Tim
1: Tebow jersey. And that's identifiable. So it's Tebow in the back. So we got off, we
2: had some pizza. We got back on the train and we headed to the Museum of Natural History and Sciences. And it was so crowded. It was. It was just like a, a cattle car and, and you know, he's 12 years old so yeah i'm not i'm not thinking about holding my 12 year old kid's hand like he's he's old enough to walk out with me right well it's so crowded that he gets lost in the crush and the subway doors close, closed
1: and i'm looking around for him and he's not there talk about a fucking freak out parent moment Like, if, if 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 there's a 10 at the freak-out parent moment, I was at 15. Like, the height, I was at a 15. I was through it. And it, so in order to get to the um, agent station, you literally had
2: to go through this door because it takes you right into the Museum of Natural History and Sciences. And you have to go out and you have to hit street level. And I hadn't run that fast in years. And And I got to
1: the station agent and I told her what happened. Train's headed uptown, right? I'm like, oh, fuck. This is bad. So I told the station agent he's wearing a Tim Tebow jersey. Hoping
2: that would help. And the weird part, right, is I started off and I went in
1: there and I was definitely on the panic side. And then all of a sudden my panic subsided. And I knew he was okay. And then about 20 seconds later, he comes to the turnstile and there were these two people
2: with him. And it was a man and his wife and she was pregnant.
1: And she realized he was freaking out and she realized what happened. And she talked to him and they got him off the train and they took the train back to that station. And I profusely thanked them.
2: And then we, we had a museum. It was, it was heavy, right? He's wearing a Tim Tebow Jersey. And I never really made that connection because wh- whenever I watched Tebow play, he'd have these fucking miraculous endings. And I'm not saying that, that you know, he was somehow involved in uh, the saving of my son, but it was an interesting uh, kind of thing, right? There's, it was almost like a miracle that these two people were there and they were not having their heads buried in their cell phones you know, that they were cognizant and aware that this had happened. That's almost a miracle today. So, you know, there's a lot of things that happen that are unseen, right? We don't understand them. Things are out of our control. We're trying to, you know, look at
1: this event and like, what does it mean? Who's controlling it? Who's running the program and why? And
2: I think that if we, begin to understand that there is something beyond even like, you know, the the highest levels of Freemasonry, you know, or, or or the highest levels of the Jesuit order, whoever, right? There's something going on here that doesn't have anything to do with that kind of overt planning. And to what end... I think we're still in the process of understanding. I think this is the big decode. And I know there are other people that talk about some of this
1: stuff, but I think this is the big decode. Like what is going on? Why are these things happening? How are they being
2: able to line up with such a high degree of correspondence? What's it all leading to?
1: Um, There was, there was this guy, what was his name? He was on Red Ice back in the day when Red Ice
2: was more than just an identitarian channel. There was
1: a period of time when Henrik was interested in things that were interesting. And he used to have this guy on Red Ice. And he was
2: one of the first people that was decoding the summer Olympics and everything that was going on around it. And the summer Olympics hadn't even happened yet, but he was doing these amazing decodes and, um, basically prophesying, you know, this mega ritual, which the summer Olympics was, you go back and you watch some of the things of the summer Olympics and it's, we've gone through them before, you know, it's a precursor of COVID. I mean, you're, you're, you've got the hospital beds and, um, the, the, you know, the, the syringes. I mean, it's fucking crazy, right? And There's a lot more than that with
1: the uh, London Olympics. But he was on this thing, and then he died.
2: Like, he died before the, the, the London Olympics. And I used to have this uh, guy on my show named Kevin. Who was very good at decoding and he had his own system. he would look at the distances between places and there,
1: there's some really brilliant people uh, that do this stuff. Kevin died. He got somebody pregnant, and the woman had the baby, so Kevin lived on, but Kevin died.
2: And I'm not saying that all decoders die, but it's just interesting that. These people who in both these cases connected some serious dots, want to believe in the planet, right?
1: Uh, Ellis Taylor, who uh, is a really great numerologist. He came up with all the sevens.
2: Like the whole, the whole seven thing, as we moved into the final days of Christmas uh, Ellis was looking at, you know, the, the, the mega ritual right the mega ritual which was around the summer olympics as well he had his own decodes going on so you know we have the super bowls we have um these uh, award ceremonies right the, we we have the world cup you know we have a lot of these events that generate heavy duty
1: emotion like think of all the emotion going through that stadium and what's being used? How is that emotion, that energy, people
2: call it louche, how is it being used and where is it going? So, one of the things that Howdy and I talked about the last time he was on my show is, and maybe we'll get into this with the Krimis tomorrow, is the copying of reality, right? How reality is a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. And that the rituals, this is something Chris and I talked about, that the rituals, like what happened in in Cincinnati on Monday night, that the energy of the rituals that are infused with the, the public's perception
1: and attention is being funneled off to create something else. Know, to create a copy of
2: the world or another version of the world like th- this is like one of the precepts of gnosticism
1: somebody's calling me so this could be a part of the answer
2: as to what's behind these things what's fueling
1: them what's driving them and what are they trying to tell us and, and i and and i think we have
2: to we have to ask questions because a lot of the, a lot of times you'll see things come up at six, 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 three, 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 right thirty three, and automatically people's heads kind of go into the symbolic ghetto. Well, I know what that means, and I know what that means. Well, that's the Antichrist, you know. Da,
1: da, 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 da. Maybe we need to start asking different questions and not immediately ascribing.
2: A meaning and a value to it but why why is this
1: happening why is this happening and who's behind it the how i don't have an answer for the how you know did they just automatically you know hit Damar hamlin with some kind of frequency so that uh, his heart would stop which is essentially what happened Uh, good question right or is this thing happening and then all of a sudden you know people become players in a game like neil becomes a player
2: in a game he goes from an npc i I, honestly i follow football
1: i had never heard of damar hamlin and i had never heard of neil by the way neil to what school lsu and what's the mascot of lsu the tigers so we have another uh big cat metaphor or big cat symbol so but why does neil stand up why does number 33 stand up did he have a little voice say okay
2: you're gonna stand up here or did he go from being
1: an NPC to a character in the play? I think if I was a sports writer and maybe
2: Neil's got a, a Twitter page, I, I would ask him, why didn't you kneel?
1: What was going on in your moment? That would be an interesting question to ask. So, there's something here, there's something driving the back end that we need to ask
2: more questions about. In, instead of ascribing all of a sudden, well, there's this and they're behind this and all this is going on because they're orchestrating these things. I'm not even sure if they're orchestrating them to the degree that they that we think they are. Some of it happens, I think in other like, like the London Olympics, clearly that is that is a conscious orchestration. And, the, and even where, you know, they they created, um, uh, the, you know, the, the areas around the London Olympics and the relationship with the London Olympics and the, you know, the great eye and, you know, the which is the, you know, the, the Ferris wheel and, you know, the, the, the pyramid, you know, through the eye and all this other shit, right? I mean, all that stuff lines up in a really interesting way. I don't know these are it's and I, and this is part of Pluto and Aquarius right this is this is the high strange so this is what I talked about for this year where we're going to get like weird windows into things and then it's kind of like back to normal and sort of business as usual and then we'll get another weird window or something like like what the fuck just happened I gotta show you this video. Um, unfortunately, if you're listening on the radio, you're not or the podcast, you're not gonna be able to see this. But um, I I wanted to play this. This is again, this is so freaking strange. I I can't, I I for the life of me, I cannot begin to
1: um quantify this thing. And the video is these really strange moments in the NBA where players, I'll put the, uh, here, let me make sure I have something on here. Got to have the volume. Okay, we're good. Where the players wind up mirroring each other. I'm going to listen to this in the headphones. So keep your eye on this video and watch what happens with the players. It's beyond bizarre. Watch this stuff. Where there is, like, you'll see people doing the same
0: thing. It's hard to explain. Like, two basketball players will be doing the exact same motion. It looks like someone just copied and pasted them. Or people in the audience are, uh You'll you'll just have to see it to believe it. So basically, they're like walking and functioning in sequence. Yes. Like they're copying each other. Yeah, like they've just been copied and pasted. And it's like multiple people doing the same thing at the same time. Yeah, and it happens sporadically and randomly. Um, It's kind of weird. It looks weird, like two people will look this way or something, or like two people will do the same hand gesture at the same exact time, but in two different spots on the camera. It's kind of weird there's a matrix glitch in the nba it's kind of weird there's a bunch of them there's actually a whole string of them where there is like you'll see people doing the same thing it's hard to explain like two basketball players will be doing the exact same motion it looks like someone just copied and pasted them or people in the audience or uh you'll you'll just have to see it to believe it so basically they're like walking and functioning in sequence yes like they're copying each other yeah like they've just been copied and pasted it's like multiple people doing the same thing at the same time yeah and it happens sporadically and randomly um it's kind of weird it looks weird like two people will look this way or something or like two people will do the same hand gesture at the same exact time but in two different spots on the camera it's kind of weird there's a matrix glitch in the nba
2: So I thought that was a really uh, interesting video. And it kind of gets into a little bit
1: of what we're talking about and how some of these things happen. But they're getting stranger. They're getting less explainable. So we're we're moving into a, a, a different part of our, our omniverse right
2: in this year we're gonna get windows into it and and then things will kind of go back to normal and then we'll see another thing we'll be like what the fuck happened
1: and they'll be like did i really see that that did that did that actually happen?" and then back to normal right until it happens again all right, um, I think that's probably you know one of the topics that we're going to explore here
2: in the coming year. I think I think it's a good topic. I think it's, I think it's worth talking about. All right, I wanted to recommend a video to y'all, and uh, it's a it's a video
1: by uh, Asha Logos whom I really like. I think Asha Logos is great. Uh, They're really well done videos. And he has this video on the French Revolution. Uh, It is probably the most in-depth. I'd like to have this guy on as a guest, actually. I don't know if he does interviews, but it is one of the most... um, In-depth, detail-oriented, and unsparing accounts of the French Revolution. And when you
2: when you when you when you, when you see how these events unfold
1: and the barbarity of the French people who were out for blood, it's it's shocking. And what's interesting, here, let me go into the visual. What's interesting is um,
2: it's the same kind of energy that was on display during the French Revo- uh, the, the Bolshevik Revolution. So this is um, Asha Logos's page, right? The French Revolution, blood in the streets of Paris. It's incredibly well done. So, if you have any interest in history, especially as it relates to Adam Weishaupt, the Illuminati, the Jesuits, uh, Robespierre, uh, uh, Surrat, or um, who else, Danton—these, the you know the the people, the sort of the engineers of the revolution, right? Th- this is this is your video. And it is startling because when I see this video and look
1: around at our current social conditions, pay attention. It is a culture of grievance. And the players may change, the nationality may change, but the spirit of the grievance is there. And what happens? Is that the spirit of the grievance
2: is fomented to the point where people can no longer restrain themselves, and then all they have to do is funnel them into one area or one place, and uh, you know, in this case, it was Versailles, and essentially hijacking uh, you know the king and his family. It's a really amazing video. It is not for the faint of heart. You could transpose the same kind of
1: tactics right into St. Petersburg, royal family, royal family, revolutionary putsch, the culture of grievance, slaughter.
2: Slaughter the people, not just the royal family. When you get into some of the firsthand accounts of what was being done to the people during the Bolshevik Revolution, make your toes curl. Your man will make parts of your body shrink. So I highly recommend this only because it's well done and
1: it seems to be an echo of the time that we're living in now. So that's
2: my video recommendation. French Revolution, blood in the streets of Paris. logos. All right, we're out of here. Uh, Have a blessed day. Make the most of it. Enjoy the early spring. And we'll be back on the YouTube side of things tomorrow with the crimmies. And we're going to be breaking down Gnosticism. How James Lindsay uses it. uh, And, you know, the... uh, kind of the rubric of the system itself. Take good care.
1: Use your head in order to serve it's real. Your heart to said once possible. I'm Robert Phoenix.